all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. This Sunday is Father's Day, the day we highlight our fathers. But how much does our society really value the involvement in fathers? Do you think that an involved father can make a big difference? What about those commercials that make dad seem silly or stupid? Is that undermining the respect that children should have? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So I want to hear what's going on in your life, in your family, and um, in your memory about your father or your husband. Um, or your significant other who is the father of your children. You can join in the conversation by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Gosh, there are a lot of uh, pretty great quotes about dads, but uh, a good father, according to Billy Graham who um, was a great speaker, I think, no matter what your religious belief. He said, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. I thought that was a, a probably very appropriate quote for Father's Day, and I think it's the truth. I think we talk a lot about Mothers and and honestly, I'll say that you know in the past when I've done this show on Father near Father's Day or near Mother's Day, we often get many more calls about mothers than fathers. But I want to hear from you about your thoughts and all. Uh, another uh, good good quote I think is something that as we talk about how important a father can be is a man named Charles Kettering said every father should remember that one day his child will follow his example not his advice so the same for mothers obviously that that you as a father are that model and so very important to be um, not just the rule maker, not just the one who's giving advice. That's important. But also, if you give advice, make sure you're following your own advice. So um, Michael Jordan also said um, one more quote, and then I'll stop. 
he said, and this is how valuable fathers can be. Michael Jordan um, put a lot of his success on his father's uh, shoulders. He felt like his father uh, was responsible for a lot of his success. He said, my father used to say that it's never too late to do anything you wanted to do. And he said, you never know what you can accomplish until you try. What great advice uh, to a young boy who is trying to figure out who he's going to be. So there's lots of power in fathers and and how they can be this great model, not just for young boys, but also a model for their daughters. Uh, the power of the father as a primary authority of the family was said a long time ago, right? There are lots of biblical quotes and quotes in many other areas about the father as the authoritarian. I'm not talking about that so much today. What I'm talking about is the father is also the nurturer, the model, the individual who is not just that authority on high, but is also an individual who is part of the upbringing of his children. So my question to you is, um, what was yours like? Do you feel like that your father was a good model? Do you feel like that you are a good model and are you trying hard? Or do you feel like sometimes what you're trying to do is undermined by examples from others or perhaps from someone in your life standing in the way? Join in. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Well, I want to talk a little bit now about my experiences. You always hear a little bit about me. I grew up in a family with eight children. My dad and I grew up... Uh, as uh, a child uh, with a father whose parents came from the old country. And so certainly from uh, their immigration into this country from Lebanon, my grandfather was very, both grandfathers, one much more than the other, were uh, authority figures. They were not the primary nurturers. They were they were more the the hunter-gatherer, the one who who was the boss, made the rules, and when they came in, everybody was organized and quiet and not disruptive, or you got in trouble. Not as much with my dad. My dad was much more of a nurturer, and you've heard me talk a lot about him and and my um, love of him and the fact that he's the reason I sought out a professional career. He spent a lot of times trying to make sure that his daughters, six of them, uh, learned that they didn't need anyone to support them. They needed to learn how to support themselves and learn how to be independent individuals. And that was a great lesson for me, I think, because even though my life's great now, I had some ups and downs, and it was really important for me to be able to take care of myself during that time. So I, I really, really appreciated that and felt like it was it was something very valuable to me and i'm sure many of you out there have some thoughts about that Uh, but 
there has been somewhat of a change over the years in you know, with our social changes and economic changes and the advances uh, that have occurred in the 21st century and, and beginning in the 20th century, the changes that became uh, basic about the structure of family. So we've had some backs and forths on that. At some point, fathers uh, were Still, in the 50s and 60s and even the 70s, fathers were really, again, sort of uninvolved and the breadwinner. Uh, and, and then things began to evolve. And let's go to our first caller, and then we'll come back to sort of the evolution of father involvement. So we have Lisa in Florence. Good morning, Lisa. Thank for, thanks morning. for calling. Hey. Um, I was listening and wanted to talk about um, how you know it, people always say how their father influenced the sons, but my father was a great influence on me as well. Um, and I want one thing in particular that I wanted to talk about was his relationship with my mother. Um, they were a very, very loving couple. He just uh, died a few years ago, but they were married for over sixty years. Wow! Yeah, and he. Um, absolutely loved her treated her so respectfully he um listened to her she was an active partner with him rather than just more like a housewife or a servant and i watched that relationship all of my life and when i got old enough that i was dating and um looking for um a partner as well i knew that I deserved that as well. I deserved someone that would love me and treat me respectfully and always treat me with dignity and respect my opinion. Wonderful point, and thank you. That is one of those points I wanted to make sure that was made during the show, so you started us off with a great one. That model in a father, Lisa, is one of the most important things um, uh, uh father can do as far as um, allowing everyone to understand uh, women, what they should expect in a relationship, and men, how they should treat women in a relationship. And there are plenty of scientific data, and I won't bore everybody with the many, many studies that are out there looking exactly at that. Uh, that model and how much difference it makes as to whether or not there is a respectful, loving partnership as your parents had versus uh, something that's more authoritarian and dictatorial uh, to women. And, and, and that's exactly what happens is that when women who come from that kind of loving relationship, that's their expectation. And so the majority, not all, sometimes women, even from great families, get into not good situations. But the majority of women who have that model, that's their expectation. And when they don't see it or have it, they don't accept what's been presented before them as a decent relationship. So 
So, Lisa, great. Thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate it. Thank and I, you. <laughs> I think that's a great way to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the evolution of um, men, fathers, from the authoritarian, dictatorial model into a more loving, nurturing model that many of us had, some of us did not. But we'll talk also about the importance of it. I'd love to hear your experiences about your dads, your fathers with this upcoming Father's Day. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. an MPB Think Radio podcast. A patient teacher, strong, steady leader, firm hand shaker, never met a stranger, tough as steel, hard to go. It took a while, but now I know all the little life lessons, but you never expected. A thank you, a pat on the back, you did what you did, no questions asked. I could never say enough Through the downs and the ups You carried the weight so we'd have a good life Raised us with love so we could fly Anyone else would call you Superman But I'd just call you Dad Wow, I know, Michelle, playing that song Making me cry, whoa um, this is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about dads, fathers, the importance of their model, their example, their love, and their nurturing, not not just that authoritarian um, role. And so we had a great start out from Lisa talking about that model of what we all should expect in a relationship and how important that can be. Well, let's go back to the phones before I go into some of my data and statistics. We have Pauline Greenwood who wants us to talk a little bit about very important people in our lives. Paul, talk to us. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out for grandfathers. Uh, I lost my dad when I was a kid, and my grandfather's always been a great source of uh, support and encouragement. And, uh, you know, grandfathers have been fathers for a long time and uh you know I'm, i was just lucky to have someone like him um you know be able to step in and, and take over that role for me as, as a kid that's i a hundred percent agree um, my children have been very lucky and um paula i'll give a shout out to my former my first father-in-law who was just an amazing man um when when my my children went through um the divorce the family divorce with me um the their father and I um lived in different towns uh, when they were very young and you know what happened the grandparents of uh, the my former in-laws moved 
two around the corner from me, and they were the most amazing, awesome people. And that grandfather taught our children so, so many skills. And then when I had my uh, son with my second husband, they took him in and loved him just like they loved uh, his his biologic grandchildren. So those grandfathers can be amazing people and can make a huge difference. And they don't have to be biologically related. That's what's so awesome sometimes. But, Paul, you clearly have great memories about your grandfather, huh? Is he still yeah. around? He is. He is. Of course, you know, uh, as adults, our lives get a little busy, and I don't see him as much as I'd like and as much as I should, but uh, he's, he's still with us. Hey, you know what I would do, Paul? Uh, what you need to do for this Father's Day is play this podcast for your grandfather. You can record it uh, or you can play it um, live on air. Go to it. And I, I that would mean so very much to him. I think so many times we we value those memories and we keep them in our hearts and in our heads and we forget to say them out loud to the people who need to hear it so that would be great for him that'd be the best father's day grandfather's day present you could give that'd be great i'll do it (laughs) okay good deal and thanks to all the great grandfathers out there my my one of my husband's greatest memories uh, was that of his his grandfather his mother's uh father uh Stokes who who was just a sweet simple man who took him on truck rides and took him fishing and he learned the love of the land and the appreciation of the simple things in life and we talk a lot about that grandfather who's no longer here so shout out for sure thanks paul to grandfathers all right let's stay on the phones let's go to charlotte in cleveland Hi, Charlotte. Hey, um, I just want to share, um, my dad passed away four and a half years ago from the effects of chemo. Each of my parents had three types of cancer, and uh, my mom died a month ago. But wow. I, I grew up riding my daddy with his um, motor, his, his big street motorcycle BMWs and Triumph 750s, and <laughs> he taught my brother and me strong work ethic. Uh, we moved to the country when I was five, and from the time I was five, I had to learn to garden, and um, he told, my dad told us, my brother and me one night, he said, by the time I get home tomorrow afternoon, he was a machinist at a factory, and he said, I want y'all to have both of the gardens chopped out by the time I get home, please. And we did not have it completed. And so my brother said, well, Daddy, uh, it's getting dark. We won't be able to see. And mosquitoes are coming out. So we'll just have to pick up iron in the morning. He said, no, y'all wait right here. He went into the house and came back with a a can of oil and two flashlights. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And he sprayed our arms and legs and neck and... He walked between us holding the flashlights and had us complete our work. You know, that is very a very valuable lesson, and that is what so many parents won't take the time to do, is that good follow-through. So, Charlotte, you're giving me an opportunity to talk just for a second about how important 
consistency and 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 it's not you didn't tell me that your father yelled and screamed at you you didn't tell me that he pulled out a belt and whipped you what you told me is he just said nope we're going to do the job that I asked you to do and you didn't complete it so now there's follow through it would have been much easier for him to do one of those other things that would have not taught you the life lesson you needed or he could have just gone in and said whatever finish it tomorrow and sat down because he was tired from a full day of work but instead he was out there with you right yes and he taught us one day when you have a job if you are idle on your job and not doing something all the time you are stealing from your employer and then when I became a store manager and a restaurant manager I instilled that in people under me. I had them keep busy and that was just that was just instilled in me very well. So what a wonderful thing and and obviously you've carried that along. I'm sorry about your loss. I know it's so hard to lose parents and uh it's it's difficult, but you're holding those special memories in your in your heart, in your mind. And so those are that's what we're talking about today. So thanks for sharing that with us, Charlotte and I hope we hear lots more. I want to hear from more of you about these good memories and these life lessons and why men are so important in our lives and why the fathers, whether they are the biologic fathers, the grandfathers, the stepfathers, how important they can be in our lives and what a difference they can make. So give us a call. Um, share your memories with us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We've got some open lines. Well, Dr. Butchers, yeah. I have a neat story about my dad. Um, I met, uh, someone was talking yesterday and saying that they don't remember their father ever. Oh, we had Lawrence Dennis on the show, and uh, she talked about her grandfather. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it made me think about my dad. My dad never really wore jeans. I never saw him <laughs> dressed down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was always in a shirt and a tie or suit or slacks. Never seen him in jeans until yeah. my adult life. Yeah. And that's... A neat memory. He's not gone. He was <laughs> still, all dressed up. He was a Jackson time. State man, yes, though, right? Yes, yeah. he worked in radio. But, yeah. you know, you would think radio, but he was the general manager there. And, you know, he was always at a meeting or doing something. But you talk about influence. I grew up at WJSU, and I have to give a shout-out to WJSU and my dad. Yeah. Because he influenced me a lot to go into radio. I used to pretend with these headphones, <laughs> pretend to be a radio personality in third uh-huh. grade. I used to say the little sayings they had on the wall, WJSU, not shoe. Uh-huh. I used to say that in third grade. And lo and behold, look what I'm doing today. And look what I've been doing for over 20 yeah, years. Yeah, a great example. Exactly. A great model for you. He was, he was. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. You know, I... It, I think that's why Michelle and I both planned this show, and we felt like it was so important because both of our fathers were important influences for us, and we we both feel like we need to get that word out. I have to 
um, also call, you know, I don't know how many millions of views that that YouTube video that came out with the father sitting on the couch with his son, his his little infant son. And they they were going back and forth in a conversation. I watched that three or four times because I was so delighted in it. And it showed something that we don't often see. We often see pictures of mamas interacting with their infant children. And many of you may know that one of my my big pushes right now is how important parent-child interaction is and how important it is for a, a child to have that face-to-face contact and conversational interaction with that child. And if you if you haven't seen that YouTube, I'm going to be party to encouraging you to go take a look at it. Just put father talking to his toddler son and you'll see it. But it's this cool African-American guy sitting back on the couch with his little toddler sitting there and they're going back and forth and the the it's it's an infant who really doesn't have real words in yet but it's like this back and forth conversation that is absolutely delightful and i want to see more dads out there doing that young fathers out there doing that it's so important and so valuable yeah all right We need to go to our next break, and when we come back, we'll get to Linda and then a little bit more data about our evolution as we're moving along and why the pendulum gradually began to swing back in the 1970s to making the father more of an important individual. This is Relatively Speaking. We're talking about dads, and we'll be right back. Sometimes it feels like This world's gone crazy Grandpa Take me back to yesterday When the line between right and wrong Didn't seem so hazy Lovers really fall in love to stay Stand beside each other, come what may Promise really something people can't Not just something they would say Families really bow their heads to pray Daddies really never go This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. When people look inside my life, I want to hear them say, She's got her father's eyes. Her father's eyes. Eyes that find the
Oh, goodness. More beautiful songs about Father. Um, Amy Grant. Woo! Jay did that one, Jay White, uh, trying to make me cry on air. Um, all right, this is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking, obviously, about fathers and grandfathers and the importance of them in our lives. And whether it's a biologic father or not, whether you live with your child or not, your children, uh, you're a very important piece part of their life. And so that's one thing we were talking about today. And we want more of you to join in. We've had some great calls. You can call us at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So just a quick even from birth Children who have an involved father are more likely to be emotionally secure, to be confident, to explore their surroundings, and as they grow older, have better social connections. So there are data out there, there are research studies out there that say that, that involved fathers who are loving and nurturing and who are a good model make a difference in a child's life, a big difference, and not just a difference in their ultimate success, but from the very, very beginning, uh, the way they socially interact and engage with others. All right, let's go back to the phones. We have Linda, who's been patiently waiting in Port Gibson. Hi, Linda. Thanks for calling. Yes, I I remember my my father um, struggling to read and um, it showed his determination and I also remembered him coming to when I graduated from high school and it was a big surprise even when he showed up when I graduated from college and um, I remember you know just good things about my father and uh that's all I really have yeah. to say. Yeah, but he, but he was one of those who apparently had to teach himself to read, Linda. Yes. Um, and so he clearly valued your education, and and I hear you saying that he was really supportive in that. Yeah, so very you, supportive. right? So really important because sometimes our fathers who may not have been well educated or or highly uh, successful may may still be that support and that that push that model that showed you uh, how important they felt it was to to go a little bit further than they were and I, I hear that a lot in parents that they want their child to have a better life than they had and that's another wonderful piece of what our parents can do for us. And today we're highlighting those wonderful men who worked hard. And I know all fathers weren't great. And I know all fathers 
um, haven't done a great job, but this may be a good time for a turnaround if you're one of those dads out there who hasn't been involved. Maybe this is a thought to to try to get more involved, to, to reach out, to do a little bit more than you have in the past. And uh, if you have any regrets about it, uh, looking back and having regrets does no good. But if you can move forward and maybe make some changes, that would be a great thing, too. So, you know, there have been lots of researchers out there. Uh, there was a noted sociologist from Rutgers, uh, a David, I think you say his, his name, Pope Noe, uh, was one of the pioneers in in the research of fathers and fatherhood and how important it was. And not that I agreed with everything he said, because he, he felt like uh, no matter no matter what, um, fathers needed to always stay in the home. And I know that's not possible. And sometimes things just don't work out. But but he did highlight how important it was for men to be more involved than than just the dict- dictatorial people. And he has done a lot of writings for um, caseworkers in child protective services in the impact of having good knowledge and how to father appropriately because many of us did not have good appropriate models. All right, let's stay on the phones. We have Cindy in Gulfport. Hi, Cindy. You have some thoughts about fathers? Yes, I do. I was so fortunate to have a father who was very involved in my life and who who was a wonderful influence to me. But I just want to mention again that young father who was interacting with his child. It was so beautiful to see this man spending this time with the child, even though he couldn't understand a word the child was saying. <laughs> and that child's going to be a great communicator because his dad's teaching him how to communicate at a very young age. He he really was. And it wasn't like a, a one-minute interaction. This, no, this goes no. on and on. He got, he, he got his father's full attention <laughs> instead of somebody sitting there looking at their phone, which you see so many times. I mean, it's a shame and you see people out with their children and the children are looking up at them and they're looking down on their phones. But this guy, love, you can, you could just feel the love in the room. And that little boy is so fortunate because he's going to be a great communicator. (laughs) A hundred percent agree. The other thing that I thought that that video pointed out that we try to talk about, you know, we are, radio is part of media. MPB has a public television show but what what the engagement and the conversation was about is they were supposedly watching a television show though we couldn't see the screen and and they were talk talking in quotes to each other about the television show but it was the dad was turning to him they were looking at each other they were waving their arms no pretty adorable it was just beautiful but i did see an interview that he gave and they were watching a show called Empire, and then they showed that he's been, they the family's been doing a lot of documentary about him and his son because he and his son spend a lot of time together and they do a lot of things together, and it was really sweet. 
Uh, well, it's good to to hear what they were watching because, yeah, they were certainly waving their arms. So thanks, yeah. Cindy. Yeah. Th- thanks again. And I, I just um, appreciate your call because, it, again, just to reiterate the importance of that face-to-face interaction. And, you know, dads who, who don't live in the area, who perhaps live in another state, I do want to make a reminder, if you feel separate, from your child. Old-fashioned letters aren't a terrible idea. And if you're not a great writer, don't forget about FaceTime. We have that now. That's a wonderful electronic entity that we can use. But old-fashioned letters, uh, Michelle was just telling me that for um, that she has a special gift for her father. And I think that um, sometimes just writing things down can make such a a huge difference. So if you're not if you're not able to have that face-to-face interaction, there are other opportunities that you can get into out there. So Cindy, thanks for your call. <laughs> All right. Let's go let's stay on the phone. Let's go to Amos in Tennessee. Hi Amos. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Great. Thanks for calling. Well, I just wanted uh say that uh, fathers influence a lot of us in different ways, but in this way that I'm going to say is that they, uh, and I've seen it in different types of cultures, but uh, they always put, well, mine put me aside and said that, um, that the adults are speaking, don't bother us. Right. And, that always that always bugged me, but then that made me as a father now that I would stop the adults, you know, and my son would come over and I would listen to him, and uh, so in that sense it was making, the, or it was the making of a new type of father for me, right? Because my my dad was that way and. Uh, and so I, I just wanted to mention that because, you know, that may have not been the best way, but it, it, it makes you a better person for it. Right. Right. Amos, exactly. I think that the question was asked me at one of the breaks uh, about that very thing. So if you have a father who wasn't perhaps the best nurturer, the greatest model, are you doomed? And the answer is, of course not. Uh, We can make changes, but sometimes you have to be aware, like you were, that it didn't feel good to be told to go away, be quiet, uh, you're a kid, and unimportant. Now, at the same time, I'm one of those who feel strongly that children don't need to interrupt every single adult conversation. So they need to know how to say, excuse me. And then the parent... The parent should turn to him and say, one moment when we finish this, we'll talk with you. But yeah. but yes. And so I, I think you're right. And and I like I said, my my grandfather was much that way. He um, we were not supposed to interrupt. And, you know, we, we really didn't talk a lot unless we were spoken to. Um, but but my dad was different. 
and and so and it sounds like you were very different and i i think that's important for us to remember if we didn't have the right models we can make changes and if you need advice on how to make changes there are plenty of people out there there are good websites um there's a, a great uh website i was um on childwelfare.gov on fatherhood and and some other links that are really good. So I would encourage others to take a look at that if if you need any advice or our thoughts about what to do. So Thank Amos, thanks for your call. All right. All right, we have one more break to take, and when we get back, we've got some open lines. I want to hear the rest of your stories uh, about what's going on in your life. Give us a, a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're talking about fathers preparing for Father's Day. Before life removed all the My father would lift me high And dance with my mother and me And then spin me around till I fell asleep Then up the stairs he would carry me And I knew for sure I was loved If I could Another chance, another walk, another dance with him. I'd play a song that would never, ever end. How I'd love, love, love to dance with my father again. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about those fathers and that father's love. So thanks for sticking with us. We've had a great show so far. Um, I just I do want to say one thing, and then we'll get to Teresa and Mobile. There's some literature that came out, a big lit review back in, in 2011 on paternal involvement, father's involvement during pregnancy and labor. And what they found was that there was a great deal of evidence that suggests dads who are actively involved 
early on during pregnancy and invested in the baby before he or she is born have a significantly better likelihood of involvement in the child's life later. So from the very beginning, that involvement is really, really important. All right. Let's go back to the phones. We have Teresa and Mobile. Hi, Teresa. Hi there. Thanks for calling. My dad has been gone for 13 years, and I still have trouble talking about him without getting a little weepy. So if I start crying, (laughs) I get that. I have the same issue. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess there's two things I really, really learned from my dad. One, back before Women's Lib ever came around, because I'm in my 60s, he valued women and, and what they could do from his days of being on the farm. And he always instilled in us that we can do whatever we want to do, anything we want to do. And he taught me how to, I had this thirst for knowledge. Um, but the one of the things that I see every, every, every day in my life is he taught me to value people. It does not matter where they are in life or who they are, he always treated people with dignity and respect, and he always helped people. He helped um, neighbors build extensions on their houses. He taught kids how to use the computers. I mean, he was just always so giving and caring about um, the people around him and treating people with dignity. He really lived the golden rule. And to this day, that's something that I I carry around with me that um, I I love people and I I just feel like we need to treat each other very kindly. What a great um, lesson and good message. And apparently, you know, his his model for you, you know, it was it was back to that that quote that that uh, I read from the beginning that that children. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Every father should remember that one day his child will follow his example, not yeah. his advice. So your dad was the example, the model that's so important yeah. for our children to follow. So, well, Teresa, thanks for that. And I know you miss him, but you're holding those special memories in your heart, in your brain, in your head, and that's so important. And that's that's how you can let him him live on, right? That's the way that we. I've instilled that in my own children. They are very loving people to other people and very helpful and caring. Well, wonderful. (laughs) And they will do the same. So it will be this incredible ripple effect that hopefully will will affect hundreds of people, because I know there are others out there who are doing that same model. So, Teresa, thank thank you so much. Thank you for letting me give that tribute to my dad. Great. Happy to do it. And happy that others called in and gave great tributes on this um, upcoming, for this upcoming Father's Day. And again, like I was saying earlier, 
If you haven't said it, if you haven't told your father how much you appreciate him or uh, your grandfather or that surrogate father, whoever might have been that more father image for you, do it. Make sure you don't have to buy a great gift. You can write um, a few thoughts down or you can say them face to face. Or if there was something that was said in this radio show that you want to play back to them, do it. Do it. Because um, you can listen in podcast. But there's all kinds of evidence out there. I just want to remind everybody that that how important a father is. And so when you see those demeaning commercials, Turn them off. I, you know, I've been so tempted at times to to call producers and say, please don't do that to men because we want fathers to be loved and revered and respected um, and at the same time be viewed as nurturers who have a lot of value to us because they do. And so, again, um there's there's some in genetics, but there's a lot more in exposure. And whatever our children are exposed to in the environment is more of how they will turn out in the future. So let's all be that good model and go hugging our dads if you have your dad, if you're lucky enough to still have your dad with you. So thanks to all our callers and thanks to everybody. Today's show is engineered by... My producer, Michelle McAdoo, our call screener, Jay White. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. Stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.